0: Hey folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics and Back to Basics for another week. Today we have this guest of mine and he is a return, I should say a return champion, a return guest. Uh, I think he has a reward program for Back to Basics and it's great that he's coming back. And today we're going to talk to you about VR. Now we have talked about VR before, but in a different level now. We're going to be talking about Nero. We're going to talk about emotions and how it changed in many different ways on the VR technology side of things. We just talked about the basics of VR or what the hell is VR and XR and AR. Now we're just going to go to the details of it in the basics of way, of, way of it. So Eric, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics.
1: I am well. I appreciate the opportunity to come back. Uh, this is this is fun and this is the exciting part uh, on my end, at least uh, the human behavior, the study of how this works and taking it down to basic level is uh, spot on. And and I think it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again, Eric, for coming back here. And before we start, uh, you know what I'm going to go and ask, because this is a, a a true thing for Back to Basics. What does Back to Basic mean to you today as compared to the first time that you came here to the show?
1: Absolutely, I think um, back to basics. We have to understand that that throughout life we we get in paradigms, we get in processes that become more and more complex, and we forget the the basics, the foundation of what allowed us to get to where we are. So breaking down those barriers, breaking down those extra uh, aspects and getting it down to the foundational understanding of uh, how something works. Hmm. The toddler approach, as I, as I said before, still going with that, but understanding that in a complex world (laughs) we still need simplicity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Eric, for, for being here again. And then, you know, one uh, quick thing when I, invited you for the second time you actually posted something on on my website you know when i was inviting you that what is back to basic mean to you can i just read that sentence if you don't mind Absolutely. So, the, so the sentence actually says taking it back to the toddler approach learn through our senses and through practice is that as simple as that uh, according to you I,
1: I think it is because we always continue to learn through our senses. That's how we perceive the world. And the more we perceive it, the more we put it together, the more senses that we use within that comprehension, the better understanding that we have, the, the better neural network is formed. So yes, I, I think it's exactly that. Um, sure. Completely stand by that statement.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again, Eric, for, for being here again. So very briefly, not, not, Uh, I'm not sure if anyone has heard uh, the, you know, the first part of uh, uh, Eric's uh, interview, Uh, but let me ask you very simply. And if you can just say quickly, because I want people to hear the other episode also, but what does VR mean to you?
1: So I I think VR is basically a, a safe place for us to learn and, but to, not to educate, but to actually learn. So it's a safe place for us to go into and to uh, almost trick our subconscious mind into perceiving that we are experiencing whatever it is that we're going through. So you go into VR, let's say healthcare is my background. So you go into VR and a healthcare simulation, um, you get done, your mind actually thinks that you experienced this. Now you didn't. You didn't have a face-to-face contact with a patient, but you perceived it as so. Therefore, it's not just memorization. It's it's like like we talked about on the previous episode. It's like riding the bike. Mm. Um, you actually think that you hopped on a bike and you rode the bike. Yeah. So you're building that neural network, and um, that's that's the basic foundation of of VR in terms of education.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for that. And I want people to go and listen to the other episode and to get a little more details about what we talked about on the VR. So this is kind of the second part of uh, VR. And the second part that we're going to talk about today, guys, we are talking about Nero and Emotions. So what is Nero and what is emotions? That's everyone is asking. But Nero actually means nerves. And then emotions means that if you're punching someone, they can feel it. You know, that's what it actually means. Those are emotions. Someone wants to cry. There's some feelings going on. So, Eric, does that definition suffice or is there something more to that? So explain that to people.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is it's a great way to look at it. Uh, beyond that, it, you kind of have to look at how we, how we learn and develop throughout life. So um, there's many people that talk about this. Uh, the, the neural network that forms, so um, the, the cells that, that fire together, wire together. So you create these thoughts that begin to create this neural network. The more they fire together in a sequence, so basically the more we practice this, the more efficient they become in firing. Now, the interesting thing is just as in life, we have a thought, we want to do something. Well, we get excited about it. That emotional response draws our entire attention to that. When we start using our senses to get us into that aspect, all of a sudden this neural network is bonding together more quickly. Mm. So any type of emotion that we have associated with a thought brings it into fruition much quicker turning that into the vr world you're firing your neural network system and those neurons those nerves that are firing they're firing together which means they're wiring together and the beauty of vr is you have emotional response because you feel like you are having an experience Hmm. that is the basic concept of bringing the neuro and the emotion together
0: yeah 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 thank you again eric for for explaining that so from a let me ask you another question in a different way okay and i want people to understand this really so let's say i have a desktop laptop pc okay on top of that you're going to have a windows operating system on top of that you're going to have a linux and then on top of that you're going to have office 365. i'm just giving an example Right? right. So these are the the order of making Office 365 work. OK, obviously, you need Internet service, but that's a separate topic altogether. But right. now from a VR point of view, what is sitting on top of the the VR? Does that make sense? Is it the 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 whole infrastructure? And then on top of that, you got emotions, which is your machine learning. So tell me, where does it land and in what order when it comes to uh Neuro and emotions, and I guess machine learning. I guess,
1: yeah, and and that's a fascinating concept because that splits it into two different sections. That splits it into the technology aspect of the neuro and the emotion, as well as the participants' neuro and uh, and emotions. So I think I think you're spot on with the progression of a desktop or a Windows um, within the VR. You have that added capacity of the AI and depending on how robust that AI is, that is where the emotional content is going to come in. So Mm. the cool thing about that is the, the VR game, so to speak is completely uh, responsive or reactive to the, the learner or the gamers input. Mm. So it's emotion um, feeding off of emotion, if you will. Mm. And it's, creating whatever circumstance whatever environment whatever the the mastermind behind the whole plan is is wanting to create and and one of those just genuine organic byproducts is emotional response on the other end positive mm. or negative but either way it's creating whatever environment was intended mm. and this is a really difficult area to break down into into simplistic basic aspects because the two different things and they're feeding uh they're feeding off of each other so they kind of work in a dichotomy or opposition or kind of like the the yin and the yang it's complete so again difficult to explain but the uh the ai machine learning uh the more robust it becomes the more it learns just as us as humans, the more we expand, the more we learn, hmm. uh, the better reaction, the better response we are going to have on on both ends.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again for that. So, the mm-hmm. d- d- Nero, I'm going to say it in a different way because I want people to understand this. So, Nero and emotions for VR world, is that same thing as machine learning? I. Th-
1: Again, it, it depends on which avenue you're looking at it. If you're looking at from the techno- technological side of it yeah did then, then yes, I, I think that is, that is a, a good way to put it. Um, my focus tends to be on the the human response, the uh, human behavior side of it and okay. so but like I said before, in order for that to work, they work together. okay um, you can't have one without the other but but yeah, I think you have the neural network. Yeah, yeah. Um, from from the computer, from um, the the software, and then you have the response of that from the VR side, which is which is driven by the AI algorithm as well as the coding behind it that was put in. So what objective are you trying to meet within this?
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. So does that mean that it's like a, um, a natural language processing? I mean, is that what we're doing? Mm -hmm. We're trying to get inputs from, from uh, you know, human beings and putting data in there to learn all the emotions. Am I right on that? Or.
1: I I think, I think you are really, really close. Um, I think that is a, a great description and a depiction and it goes that's what takes us into the world of VR has the power to enhance humanity, but it also has the power to be detriment to humanity because it depends on that language. Yeah, What language are we putting out there and how are we receiving that?
0: So I think uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a word uh, lingering out there on the internet called computer of vision. Uh, Is that, is that a definition of that? So let me explain that, right? So you have, yeah. uh, you have big data, you have uh, IoT devices, and then you have machine learning, which is your computer vision. So which is your um, IoT senses, right? Uh, sensors, right? So is that where this kind of fits in?
1: I think based on based on that definition, because I'm not. Uh, this is the first time i've I've heard the terminology okay. in, in in the context, but based on that definition yes i I think that that's spot on
0: yeah 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 thank you again for that so now, what have you learned so far that you can explain to all of us that what is narrow and what is emotions?
1: Yes so um again, my underlying passion is human behavior Mm. And how we respond to different aspects, so uh, taking on um, a concept by Dr. Joe Dispenza, he says in order for us to go from uh, from the status quo to the next level or mm. to be go to go beyond ourselves or to that next level, we have to go from a process of thinking to doing to be, mm. which means we have to have the neurological thought of we want to do something. Mm but then a thought without action is just hallucination. Right. It's, it's just a thought. It's, it's kind of a, a waste, if you will. So you have to go into the, into the doing, and that doing is the aspect of grabbing your senses, perceiving the world. And as you perceive it, you generate a feeling or an emotion associated with that thought. So they're all working together.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, once you do this so many times, it just becomes part of you and you become it. So for example, back to the bike riding, you have a thought you wanna ride a bike. Hmm. So you start riding a bike, you probably will fall to the right and then you get up and your mind's like, okay, we, we're we not gonna do that again. So you might overcompensate and fall the, to the other side hmm. until you start riding. And then you learn how to brake and then you progress. And then one day you're a cyclist. Hmm. It's just part of you and you're not thinking anymore. All of that is direct correlation with the thought that you had, the feeling that was behind it, and the time and the effort of putting all that together. Mm. Now, take that concept into VR, and now you have the ability to do all of this in whatever capacity, whatever situation, whatever subject that you want Mm -hmm. in a safe space. Mm. So for example, in healthcare, it is very difficult to teach someone conflict resolution. Right. It is very difficult to teach de-escalation. Right. Well, VR offers a safe space for me to learn by myself mm. with emotional responses. So I can have an avatar who feels like a real person right. yelling at me, right. causing an emotional reaction, and I'm having to digress. Mm. I'm having to work on self-control before I can respond. That is huge because now when I go into this situation at the bedside, and I have a patient or a parent or a family member yelling at me, I quickly go back to this memory of a, of this real false reality false that I was reality. in. But my mind thinks that I really experienced this, and I know how to, I know how to um, respond. I know how to react and and to speak, hmm. and that is the true value of bringing neuro and emotion together hmm. for action.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So let, let's say if I come up with a prototype of any VR uh, simulation, right? Do I connect to some type of database for all the emotions? Or because it, this is a lot of emotions to be plugged in, right? So sure. is there a centralized database or is there a centralized, uh, you know, like if I poke you, you're going to say, ouch, instead of uh, a cry, or that if I tell you a joke or a riddle, you're going to laugh. Or are you going to give me a, a smirky comment right after that? So what are your thoughts on that? Is there a centralized database on that?
1: So I think there can be, but I think right now we're, we're creating um, kind of a repository. Right. And uh, in my limited understanding of AI as a whole, because it is <laughs> machine learning is continually changing, continually growing. So based on my limited understanding of that, the more you use a program hmm. the better the ai um of course becomes. Be- because now it has just just like us it, 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 we have you know as a toddler we have w- one way to respond to something right uh, we cry right but as you move beyond that now you have okay i can i can laugh just like you said now i have different responses same, same way within the ai it adapts it evolves and uh, again depending on how the underlying uh code was written and depending on the objectives uh that it's meant for so we have this ability we have this space
0: yes but eric let me ask you this right i mean you're we're talking in the healthcare uh vicinity and the uh the industry right, right? so let me give you an example so we have let's say 10 hospitals and we're coming out with vr you're going to have 10 different emotions versus one emotion to all so that's why i asked that question is there a centralized database or are we thinking as a toddler that each individual kid, each individual human being has different emotions?
1: There you go. That's, that's the key. is, And that is why it's so important to have a fast, robust repository of ability to respond and adapt and to move. Because you and I are going to go through the same simulation and have two different responses, two different outcomes, two different experiences, even though it's standardized in its approach. My, and, and this is the key that kind of ties it all in. Mm. If you and I have been nurses for 20 years in the same realm, in the same unit, working together side by side, we will have very similar understandings of, of the world of healthcare. Yeah. But everything that we're learning, we have different understandings based on our preconceived biases, based on our experiences. So, my learning objectives are not necessarily the same as yours. So they have to be different because that is how we're teaching and that is how we're learning adequately because my learning gaps, I'm able to fill as I practice because my thought and my emotions are bringing these things together, just like your gaps, which are a little bit different than mine, are being filled in your experience,
0: So Eric, so so let let me ask you this, sorry to interrupt you, you know, uh, we we go to many websites, let's say if we go to a movie theater, we'll go and rate it that they are the best or the worst or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with the hospital that we do ratings for individual hospitals, right? Uh, You know, they even rate all the podcasts, which is out there too. So do you think that there'll be a section even for VR that which VR is better that compared to which hospital? Or do you think that there's a different version of the VR that they're going to rate? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. I think eventually, once it gets out there and once it is as readily available as hotel ratings on Yelp, for example, um, yes, I think I think it will. Because the human behavior aspect, the human side of us, uh, we're, we're risk advert. We don't want to take risk unless other people... We'd rather someone else take the risk, and then us uh, say, "Okay, out of nine, re- out of ten reviews, nine people like this." I think I'm okay with that. Hmm. I definitely think that. And then, uh, and then VR, like all things, are going to be in subcategories, um, and it's just going to keep continue to expand. Yep.
0: Yeah, because I think this is the cusp, it right. I mean, this is just the beginning phase of this whole uh, VR technology. Or has then this been a, a while? I think we discussed this on on first part but uh, yeah. I, I wanna repeat this again. I mean, it's been like this for the longest time, hasn't it?
1: it? It has and COVID, like most disrupting things in the world, shine a light on ways that we can innovate and move forward. Yeah. And that is one thing that we've identified is asynchronous learning as well as virtual meeting spaces yeah. and which VR checks the box on on all of that to allow us to move forward and to move forward in a more efficient and effective way to therefore increase productivity, increase our ability to learn at our time um, and, and just enhance what we were already doing.
0: Yeah. 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 Eric, thank you. Thank you again for coming on the show and explaining to us that, the differences and how this kind of thing whole thing works and it looks like now i have a better understanding from the basic way of how it's supposed to be working and hopefully my audience are thinking the same way and guys if you have any questions or anything like that please comment on on these episodes and then i'll start reading them and then i'm pretty sure eric with too, and then we'll Start another episode if you have any more questions, because you know what? These guests that I'm having here helps all of us to understand what are the new technologies out there? What are the new ones that what they're thinking? I mean, I just came up with an idea that someone needs to rate a VR. And that's that's great, because you know what? Someone needs to understand that this hospital is better than the other one or this technology is better than the other one. It's not really hospital. It's actually more of a VR right? So how do we rate that? So I think that's what we need to understand. So Eric, this is the second time you've been here on Back to Basics. Now, what is how's your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words before you uh, leave today?
1: Oh, the the journey's been great. Uh, I I feel more comfortable this time around. Um, And I think maybe because this is less on the tech side and more on just my fascination with the, with the world. And so, um, no, the, the journey has been great. I appreciate the opportunity, the, the platform, uh, to speak. Uh, the only other thing I will add is just an interesting concept of up until the age of around between five and seven, uh, we, everything that comes into our life goes into our subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind forms our thoughts about the future, our beliefs and how we respond and react to the world. Hmm. And then around that time, five to seven, we start developing our analytical mind, which then changes and we can able to decipher different things, start learning, you know, so with that in mind, VR allows you to take, the analytical mind out of the way, which only operates 5% of your, your brain activity. Mm. Mm. And it allows you the other 95% to just pour this experience in and to learn Mm. that is the way that we kind of um, enhance and revolutionize the way that we learn and make it more expedient, therefore Mm. increasing that efficiency and effectiveness. And then that becomes just an understanding within our everyday
0: life. Yeah, yeah. Eric, thank you. Thank you again. It seems like uh, you've been here a second time and it looks like you're you're as uh, as normal as you are coming back on this uh, this show. So thank you again for for coming here. It looks like you have that rewards program as I mentioned earlier in the yeah. beginning of the call. So thank you. Absolutely, again.
1: I, I can't find the card, but I'll find the reward card.
0: <laughs> yes, so. I know, I know. Thank you, thank you again, Eric. And hopefully we'll come up with a, a different VR uh, section uh, for Back to Basics, and hopefully I'll be the one and you'll come back again. So thank you again and supporting me oh. on this.
1: Yes, thank you. And uh, looking
0: forward to it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you again. So guys, we spoke with Eric today for the second time on Back to Basics, and we talked about the basics of VR. But in this time, we talked about the VR of emotions. We talked about how it takes to make an emotion. We literally, literally touched machine learning we talked about the nlp which is the natural language processing also we talked about all the different types of it now yes we are still learning and they have they don't have many answers but they do have one answer that this makes it easier for all of us just to get that one particular answer so as usual as always there is a quote of the day from back to basics and hopefully eric will like that and here's the quote of the day as the internet of things advances the very notion of a clear division line between reality and virtual reality begins becomes blurred sometimes in creative ways this is a creative way if you think about it we we learn vr in a game way now they're learning in a a really healthy way and finding out that if you have a cancer if you have any problems this is what vr does trying to learn from you guys, trying to learn for all of us here. So as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? I'm pretty sure Eric already knows this, but everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys, guys, take care God bless. Keep on commenting as much as you can on my episode. And from your comments, I will keep on learning as much as I can. And there are three things that we make this show possible, which is the content, the guest and definitely the host guys take care god bless and i'll see you next week next week's episode on back to base came on board as soon as we started talking to them like it took us like five, three four months mm. to get the process started and all mm. but that's what i need to know right like a dip in dots you're going to like say six flags mm. or any zoos or aquariums where dip in dots are there and any amusement park or anything yeah you go there you pay you pay five dollars for the, dip, the cup of dip and dots and if if they're going to increase the price by five dollars thirty cents in that amusement park you wouldn't really think too much about 30 cents and in fact you're always hungry there so it's an additional snack too it's not just an ice cream of course but dinesh let me ask you this right there's a there's a person that i interviewed uh on my season one uh his name is Ved.